Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Imagine a year where Reboots the Hats is precious. Reboots the Hats is Jack Sparrow. Gives it to us, Jack Sparrow. Now what year are you talking about there, Zach? <laughs> The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Welcome oh, to Oldie Butter Goodie. Oh. I, it's the podcast where we talk about movies from 2001 in the order they came out in. And this week, oh, we're back in the spooky month. It's a spooky month. We're talking all about spooky, worky movies. Yeah, that accent is terrifying. It's very spooky. We're talking about the Jack the Ripper movie mm. uh, from L. And now I'm from the north, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, my name is Sandro. And I'm joined by Zork. <laughs> Zork. Ah, yeah. No, that, wow. Um, I would do an accent, but you're doing quite enough of one, so. Hey, I did, like, I grew up on, uh, on Red Street uh, down in London. Uh, you used to visit the Shakespeare's Global Arts and just kind of travel around. Now, if you're thinking, hey, that's a quite a terrible accent. <laughs> where are you now, Scottish? And I don't know where you're from. It's honestly quite distracting. You're, well, you're a very man of the world. You've been around a lot of places. Yes, governor. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> but also... I had to put up with terrible fucking Americans doing British accents for the past fucking two hours. Yeah, that was... And I'm fucking (laughs) done with it. They're all bloody wankers. And they can all get their heads on the chopping block. Ooh, got him. Why couldn't they hire more British actors? They did for, like, all the supporting cast. And then just the two leads, they were like... Uh, Americans, I guess. Mm, mm, mm. And they were like, Oh, cool, blame me, governor. What do you want me to do? <laughs> anyway, we're talking about From Hell. What did you think of this film that you chose? I think that your accent uh, is from hell. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that this movie was too long. <laughs> too long, okay. Well, well uh, like last week we watched uh, a two-hour movie and then this week we watched a two-hour movie and I'm just like, oh, I am I am tired. Nah, I, you're giving two-hour movies a bad rap. Uh, the problem here, I think, my educated, because I am an educated man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm under the street rabble. I know how to write and spell things correctly, and sometimes, and, 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 no, the, this movie's not, not long, Zach. Uh-huh. It's boring as shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was trying to say, but politely. 
Unfortunately, I'm an uneducated orphans man. I am. I don't know how to weasel whites or insult a movie properly like your proper self, sir. Properly? Don't know how to insult a movie properly? Yeah, I don't know how to do the salt scenes of the moves, you know? Look, I liked the actors and I was having fun watching them do some bullshit. Once again, a lot of nude women, a lot of blood. Yeah, it's horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, last week it was unexpected. This week it was more expected, obviously. What, you want nude men and what's the opposite of blood? And tears? Nude men and tears? Is that what you'd prefer in a scary movie? First off, yes. Because that sounds like it's very funny. Just there's a naked man and he just breaks down. He's it's like, just covered in tears. <laughs> Were you aware of like the historical stuff about this? Yeah, and... I know Jack the Ripper. No, like I mean the people in the movie, the characters, the that were all real people and what like fucking the Queen of England, fucking Queen Victoria, Queen Victoria who worked with Jack the Ripper. Like how one of the main characters is Mary Kelly and Abilene's a real guy and the Doctor's a real guy and they're all real people. No, I was like. I had a thing at the back of my mind, like, when they said one of the characters' names, I was like, isn't that... No, that can't be right. That's probably just a coincidence. (laughs) Right. But if you say that, then I'm probably like, oh, they were just using, like, people's names out of context. This falls in my my category of uh, historical fanfiction bullshit. Oh, yeah. Where it's a movie based off a conspiracy theory about Mm. who Jack the Ripper was... Uh, and they're like, this historical figure was Jack the Ripper. Let's make a story out of it. It doesn't matter that it's definitely not real. We're going to make a story out of it. We're going to get victims. We're going to make them live, actually. And I'm here and I'm like, this just feels disrespectful and gross. I don't like any of this. Why are you... (sighs) There's a fine line between making a true crime thing that's respectful and not, and this is not. (laughs) Okay, okay. If this was a relevant movie for today's climate about people who are still living today, you would have a very fair point, Sandro, because You referencing the Jeffrey Dahmer TV show that everyone's watching? (laughs) Yes, because that's what you're practically talking about. No, that's not really respectful, that show. That's also pretty fucked. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, and that's what you're saying. That this is uh, quite disrespectful. Mm. To be fair, I don't know if anyone's going to get offended except on people's behalf watching this. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, the royal family might have something to say about this. i uh, tell you what. Queen Elizabeth might be... Uh, I mean, she's alive right now, right? Queen Elizabeth is alive right now. And she'd be like, I hate this. I'm leaving enough silence there for you to cut that out. No, do the follow-up. It's a good joke. If you follow through with my setup... I don't want to talk about how the Queen's fucking dead. The Queen is dead? (laughs) Yeah. What? Anyway, that's the joke. Um, (laughs) But did you enjoy it or... Because I didn't at all, but did you at least enjoy it? I had fun moments, uh, but I was also quite bored throughout. You were bored, not angry. Whereas I was angry and bored, I think, maybe. (laughs) Oh, you were angry and bored. Yeah, no, I was bored and indifferent, which is possibly worse. That is going to make for a worse episode. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to need you to defend this movie, Zach. (laughs) 
Uh, that's fine. I can do that because, like, I I enjoyed the slasher bit where he gets oh, yeah. to the murdering, and we see some Meldel. I enjoyed this like weird cult. That's a real thing. The Freemasons. My grandpa was a part of it. Oh no, my great grandfather I think was a part of it. Nice. Yeah. And you're definitely not. Wink, wink. Wink. What is a Freemason? Do they do things for free? I only do things for profit. Wink, wink, I don't know what it is. <laughs> they make masonry jars, I think. <laughs> That's probably all they do now, to be honest. Yeah. It's a bunch of like 80-year-old men being like, back in my day, we could worry and sacrifice people, but now I'm just making a masonry jar. Goddamn PC go mad, I tell you what. <laughs> Can't even sacrifice the poor. No. Back in my day, people didn't care about sex workers, and we could just sacrifice them to Beelzebub. <laughs> nice. Now they got rights. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, all right. Your great granddad better go back to the grave, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of here, mate. All right. You picked m- movies. I did. I did. I picked one specifically, um, and then ignored uh, all the other ones that were the options. Sorry, my bad. This film was so boring, I thought it was three. <laughs> Ah, comedy. Anyway, your other options were The Grey Zone. Uh, It's a World War II film uh, from the director of the movie Ur. It's about Jewish prisoners. The director of the movie Ur? Of the movie Ur. Ur? Ur. You just said the same thing twice. I'm confused. No, I fucking didn't. I said Earl. Okay. You're saying Earl. Oh, like Othello. Got it. Yeah, exactly like Othello. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that movie is about uh, Jewish prisoners who are made to help the guards at the camps. Uh, stars Steve Buscemi. Could be good, actually, but also quite miserable and sad to make. F- <laughs> can't make fun of that. And you also had The Last Castle. Um, I almost lost the voice there for a second, <laughs> tell you what. Which is weird, because you'd think saying castle would put you more into that. The last castle. I'm going to go eat some pasta while I watch a movie about a castle. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, it's about a US Army general who's sent to prison, then challenges the prison's commandant over the treatment of all the prisoners. Uh, you got riding in cars with boys. Which is the worst named thing. Second only to Err. Err. That one's a biopic about a woman who overcomes many difficulties uh, to try and get a master's degree. Then you also got Wake in Life, experimental animated film about a young man who wanders through different dreams and has conversations about arty things and uh, lots of talking. And uh, the what's the meaning of life? It's not 42 tell you that much it's not 42 (laughs) that's a reference to a book that i've read (laughs) so this this was released uh october 19th right into the spooky month uh it is based off a graphic novel by alan moore writer of watchmen writer of watchmen writer of uh league of extraordinary gentlemen which is also historical fan fiction i love that movie that has sean connery you like the film I i like that film yeah most people don't I like the idea of, it's pretty much, what, the Monster Squad or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's the Monster Squad, but they're all, like, adventure characters from the 40s or something? 
yeah, there are, there are different ones. You got like a vampire, you got an undead guy, you yeah. got uh, Mr. Jekyll and Uncle Hyde. It's pretty much the Avengers before the Avengers happened. Uh, I mean, the Avengers was from the 40s. No, I mean movie, movie-wise. It was the Avengers before the Avengers happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like Captain Nemo, Dr. Mina Harker, Dorian Gray, Tom Sawyer's in the movie. I didn't know that. Maybe that's one for the b- b- bonus b- b- category, Ooh. League of Extraordinary. And I'll get you to read some of the comics so you can see the uh, the better version of the story, perhaps. Yes. One might say. Alan Moore would say he hates all adaptations of his work. Oof. He also wrote V for Vendetta and the best runner Swamp Thing comics. Now, uh, his comic is based off the conspiracy theories from a guy called Stephen Knight. Uh, theories that have been disproven many, many, many times. Yeah. But people think that they are fun ideas, so they still like them. That, that's, that's what I was about to say. There's no way this happened. But very fun idea, which makes for a good movie. Yeah, I could see where they yeah. were going for. Yeah. I'm not saying it was this movie, but <laughs> it could make a fun movie. Maybe. If you changed all the... Oh, do you change the names? Maybe you do. I don't know. There's a way to make this better. And not just, like, a better movie, but also just not... One, why do we have to involve real people in this definitely fantasy-like idea? Like, this is just a fantasy idea, so why do you... Although need- I guess the whole idea is based off Queen Victoria's physician. Yes. Well, you could just have the Queen's physician. It doesn't mm. have to be the like. Just don't name the th- name that's or the whatever. Thing. It doesn't really add anything that all of these are historical like people. Well, it's like when she kept saying, "My name's Mary Kelly," and I was like, "I recognize that name because that's a person who died." <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's the only reason it's included. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't add anything. So just you could just make up some names, and there you go. Yeah. The story stays the same. All you do is change some names. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. Again, very indifferent. <laughs> You're incredibly indifferent. And I'm fucking mad as hell Um, for the screenplay. You're mad from hell, oh, you could from say. from hell. <laughs> oh, that's a good pun, actually. <laughs> Don't mind that one. Yeah, you see, Sandro, uh... the title of the film is called From Hell. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I really feel like being uh, spoken down to more after watching this movie. I just want more of it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's my kink, actually, just getting spoken down to. Uh, so the writers are Raphael Iglesia, um, who is best known for writing a Jeff Bridges movie called Fearless, very well regarded, mm-hmm. and Terry Hayes, who co-wrote a Mad Max 2 and 3. Ooh, very nice, very nice. Uh, the, the directors, it's the Hughes brothers, best known for directing Dead Presidents, which I've never seen, but people talk about it sometimes. And also The Book of Eli, which is a war movie, I think. Oh, very uh, nice. They've made movies together um, for a while, then they stopped, now they're doing solo stuff. But for the cast, we've got Johnny Depp playing Frederick Abilene, hmm. a real person, a real policeman working the Ripper case. Yeah, I think Johnny Depp, I can't take... As, I don't know, Johnny Depp was pretty good, so... His accent wasn't. No. When he was drunk, he sounded like Jack Sparrow, and it was very distracting. <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> the problem I was going to bring up, is, like, I associate him with Jack Sparrow, which is not his fault so much, it's more just, like... Well, it is his fault, actually, because I love Jack Sparrow, and... What, had the Caribbean movies been out? This is two years before Pirates. Two years before Pirates. Yeah, so he was probably yeah. s- 
still honing his skill. Because, yeah, like, the movie... Because, like, not only is he British in this movie, but he's also high a lot of the time. And when he's high, he's, like, very Jack Sparrow-y. Yes. Uh, he wasn't the first choice, though. I want to uh, tell you some alternate casting. Let me know what you bloody think. Sean Connery was cast to play him at one point. Oh, I do like me Sh- Sean Connery. Well, I'm having a lot. Uh, Sean Connery, I am hot a stop la ripper. I'm going to stop a ripper. I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery. Uh, the, the problem is, uh, I think Sean Connery would have got to the girl before <laughs> Jack the Ripper, you know, so... <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> it could have, it uh, yeah, yeah, you know, could have ruined the movie. Uh, Brad Pitt and Jude Law were also in talks. I think Brad Pitt, again, not British, but a pretty good pick. Jude Law is British and is also Dumbledore. And uh, Johnny Depp was Grindelwald for a movie and a half. So mm. that's an interesting thing that they were both considered for a role that no one remembers. Um, interesting. Heather Graham plays Mary Kelly, the final victim of the Ripper. Uh, we saw her as one of the leads in, I'm going to see if you remember, another movie that we've done this year. Oh, God. Heather Graham. Oh, no, that's starting to ring bells. She looked familiar. And I was just hoping you would be like, oh, hey, Zach, we did this film and she was in that. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. G- give me a hint. Wouldn't want to get a bloody haircut from her. Oh, it's from the fucking incest movie. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> She's from the incest movie. Oh, great. The, yeah. well, not, it's the not incest movie. Uh, she's also in Twin Peaks and Austin Powers, uh, and is not British. Could you know? Uh, could you tell that she wasn't British? Uh, Did you notice that she wasn't British when she started talking like this, Governor? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. But um, when I have to listen to you talk for like an hour and a half, like nothing can be worse than that. <laughs> nothing so. can be worse than me doing a whole fucking podcast like this, mate. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, I guess my my. Senses have been numbed because I was very indifferent. I wonder if that was a wig as well, because Mary Kelly is like oh, yeah. described as having blonde hair, red hair, and black hair. So like no one really knows what sh- like her hair color was. Um, but uh, it's interesting that they went for very vibrant red that looked like a wig. Mm, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Well, you see, Sandro, at the end of the film, he finds some hair and it's brown. And he's like, oh, I, I if you could like if you could have seen me when that happened, I predicted it as soon as she was, quote unquote, killed. But I was also like, oh, yeah, I hate that they're actually doing this. Well, it's really annoying because they flaunt the fact that the like, French woman is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ian Holm is in this as Sir William Gull, real-life physician to the Queen Victoria. Uh, he's an actor of screen and stage from the heights of King Lear mm-hmm. to Bilbo Baggins and Ash from Alien. He's the robot in Alien, too. Now, you said the heights before, implying that Bilbo Baggins- In The Hobbit. Was a low, and that is correct. <laughs> Just pointing that out, yeah. His final screen role was The Hobbit, I think. That was his final ever thing. Poor guy. But, I mean, like, he's great in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The best jump scare of all time. Yeah, yeah. The, the best. The only good one. 
Anyway, this movie's got 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. 66 audience score, though. One more six and you got a bloody fucking a devil number. Oh, Pretty my God. Satanic. Do you see what that is? Cause, cause it's from hell. This film cost $34 million. What do you think it made? 34 million buccarinos. I'm guessing 15. You're, you're, oh, you're guessing low. I'm guessing low. Although they had some big stars. Maybe, I guess 40. I guess 40. 40 million. Wow. This is a first. A first in oldie but a goodie history. Uh-oh. Where Zach is undershot. Oh. This made $74 million. Oh. oh it made a, made a bit of a profit. Oh, there you go. I guess it did have some star power in it, so. No. They weren't doing this for profit. This was ritual. <gasps> it's a quote from the movie that I just remembered. Anyway, there's one tagline. What's the, what's the tagline? What accent should I try and do? All right, all right. So start at Welsh. Start at Welsh? <laughs> it's like four words. All right, each word has to be a different accent. Right, okay. <clears throat> Only the legend <laughs> will survive, governor. <laughs> I feel like the governor was tacked on there. I feel like that was... It was. Only the legend will survive. Um, yeah, because everyone dies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Kind of a spoiler, so thumbs down. No, it's... Well, I mean, I guess if you don't know history, it's a spoiler. Mysterious invitation, an unknown host, ten strangers trapped in a remote mountain lodge. I won't let anything get in the way of my having a good holiday. One dead. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Look at her. Nine remain. Finding the killer will be a process of elimination. Head to the Penny Peep Show podcast to listen to our latest series, A Process of Elimination. Do it now before you get eliminated. All right, this movie opens with Johnny Depp taking a big, uh, big puff. He's smoking a fat joint from hell. (laughs) From hell. From hell. That would have been a better movie. A fucking cursed bong. I don't know. No, just like make it more supernatural, you know? Have like, have bullshit like that. Like, how is this character, like this character has supernatural powers. He's Sherlock. She's Sherlock once he smoked a joint. Like, he could only Sherlock oh, when he's once high. he's fucking high as shit. Yeah. Yeah, I read when he was writing the comic, Alan Moore tried to make it like Dirk Gently. So it's kind of like, um, mm. like holistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Obviously, it's like a thing from the comic that I don't think was translated particularly well. Translator, you say? It's <laughs> not how I can't go to France and say anything. They all look at me like I'm a fucking geezer. Yeah, if you're talking like that, then yes. They're all like, wee wee. I'm like, wee wee. Oh, Trump paid good money for that, I hear. Wee wee indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jokes from 2016. Yeah, okay. So, in a comic book, it's clearly more of a fantasy thing. Like, a comic can be a bit more, like, comic-y, you know? Yeah. It's it's comedic, as it were. Like... 
obviously it's a comic superpower that he can like get high and he sees glimpses of the future. He can like figure things out. And like this demonic cult seems more supernatural, more fantastic. Mm. Whereas this film feels a bit too real and thus it seems a bit more ridiculous. Like it takes itself too seriously in that aspect. Yeah, I think you're right. Like the the first bit we see is in uh, London, 1888. Mm, That's that's when he was doing the spree. We see some girls get accosted by uh, some some brigands. A brigand. And they're like, hey, give us your fucking money or else. And she's like, oh, not me buttons. Oh, yeah, not me buttons. It costs a lot for buttons. Stop getting rid of my buttons. Not me gumdrop buttons. That was immediately when I was like, something's up with this actor. Oh, they're American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're like, give us it by tomorrow. And she's like, shit, I need to earn some money. Yeah, that moment when she's like, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. My accent's <laughs> fucking changing. <laughs> that's pretty good. You went back to the British pretty well. That was, a, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, she had to quickly change back to the other accent, obviously. Um, and then uh, we see Johnny Depp in a pleasure house or something. I think it's just a crack den. Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> so we see Johnny Depp in a crack den. Um, and the fucking commissioner comes over. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon. Played by... The guy who played the big man in Harry Potter. Oh, a fucking, um, Mr. Beard. Hagrid. Hagrid's his Hagrid. name, I remember. It's it's hard to recognise him without the beard. Yeah. Um, well, I only know Hagrid from the PlayStation 2 video game. Oh, yeah, where he's a big triangle head? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the only game I know Hagrid from, or the only thing I know Hagrid from, so. Yeah, never seen Harry Potter? Nah. Nah, I never got around to that one. Never got around yeah, to that one? that's fair. I've only ever seen uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, it yes. It didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Yeah, wow. That's a, that's definitely the deepest of deep ends to just jump into. They've got a deer that picks the magic president, and I'm here and I'm like, that's pretty fucking dumb, actually. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, that, that checks out, Sancho. Um, I think everyone agrees ah. that that's kind of dumb. But yeah, no, he's like, oh, Johnny Depp, there's been a murder. A murder. Oh, yeah, and so so uh, the hacker guy's on his side. Like, he's, like, fully supporting him and his crack habits. Yep. I thought he was going to, like, you know, chastise him and be like, dude, Stop fucking doing crack, you absolute idiot. Well, he's doing opium, which is potentially worse. Yeah, opium. Just doing opium. Yeah. Stop, like, doing drugs. You're literally, like, the head detective. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't do this. No, no, he's like, oh, yeah, uh, don't tell anybody else on the force that uh, lead detectives are opium addicts, lol. Yeah, no, please don't do that. Um... I'm like, what? You're allowing him to do this? Yeah. And it's because he has these, like, dreams and it works, apparently? But we don't even see the dreams work. He gets, like, glimpses of stuff, but it doesn't really- Yeah, yeah. It's like, 
they've gone through the story arc of him being like, oh, your dreams work. You can kind of see the future before we've gotten there. Yeah. So he's just fully on his side, but we don't get to see that. So it just feels a bit weird. It's like it's like if Constantine went up against the mafia mm. and the whole time he was like, when I was a year younger than I am now, I was fighting demons. But we never see that. It's just, just a movie of him going up against the mafia. Mm. It's like that. Yeah. So uh, we see Anne, one of the... Because there's like a group of friends. Uh, they're all women of the night. Uh, that's how they make their living. Uh, and one of them has a baby. One of them has a baby and she knows something. And um, a group of people show up and they kidnap her. And she gets a lobotomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty brutal because she's like screaming. and Like this movie is pretty dark. No, it is a bit. It's pretty yeah. dark for most of it. And, uh, like, we see this person being, like, put unconscious so they can do a lobotomy to just, like, make her brain dead. And then we see her later on as just sort of brain dead, which is brutal. The lobotomy was... You didn't see anything, but the sound was... Oh. And uh, Jack the Ripper, yeah, he's just killing people. And um, it's... There's only one really gruesome death with him, which I really, really liked. There's Mm -hmm. one kind of throat cut where you see... It all, it just opens up and you're like, ooh. Um, but for the most part, it's like uh, a knife. It's like the Italian style. It's just yeah. a knife that goes down and then there's some more blood rubbed on it. When it comes up, just mm. stabbing away. There's there's a lot of blood. Yeah. And we do get sort of side shots of dead bodies. Like we see them out of the corner of the cameras, which was an interesting way of doing it. Because like they clearly have the dead bodies there. Yeah. But they're not quite showing it on camera. Yeah. Which is an interesting way of doing it. I, I was on board. I was on board. We, we only really see... Well, I it's interesting because this movie... It's like Jack the Ripper only killed five people. And yeah, like it's only confirmed that he killed five, but everyone just kind of assumes that there was just more because yeah. no one took notice of, uh, of, of, of that back then. There was no records. Yeah, yeah, there's no, like, it could just be killing random people. It was the, what, 1888. 1888. Unless you were, like, rich-ish or middle class- yeah, no one's going to remember if you die, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be loads of people that just cark it every day that no one would know about. Exactly. But the, but this movie is like, no, only five people died. Mm. Which is interesting because, yeah, like that first murder at the start of the movie is meant to be Jack's first kill, which is odd. Well, not necessarily. First off, Jack could have done other cases before this one. No, potentially, yeah. And he could have killed more people. Because he remember he's part of the uh, the Masons. Oh yeah, that's that's revealed. Yeah, and they're uh, well, yeah, later, later on. Uh, spoilers for this movie. Spoilers. But like he he's like their physician guy. He does these things. Like he's perhaps done more murders. He's at least probably made someone brain dead, right? Yes. Which is paramount to just killing them. Because they like they take people in and then they specifically don't name them properly. Mm. Like, they give them fake names. They just get lost in the system. Yeah, they just get lost in the system, so no one cares about them. Yeah, exactly. There's this scene at the start of the movie, or, like, near the start, where we see Johnny Depp. uh, He's got a bottle of absinthe. I love absinthe, personally. Big fan. He's got a bottle of absinthe, and uh, he's putting a drop of poison in that absinthe Mm. to get himself nice and high. Um, however, the bottle that the poison is in, uh, is just a bottle with a label on it 
that says poison. Mm. Now, <laughs> yeah, I don't think usually, right? In movies, at least, uh-huh. uh, when someone's poisoned and they find the bottle, the bottle's got some name, right? Some long name. Yeah. And the person who knows what that name means is like, oh, that name right there, trilithium hydroxide. Yeah. That's probably a real thing that's not poison. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that's poison. Whereas in this movie, the label just says poison, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was very <laughs> stupid. Just says, oh, this is the poison. This is the no, poison. it doesn't have the name of, like, could it be, like, Wolfsbane or something? You know, it could have, uh, uh, I think, well, Wolfsbane might be a bad one. Because that might just kill you, kill you. Maybe. Um, well, I guess if you take a small enough dose of anything. Yeah, no, I I microdose on it all the time. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, there you go, there you go. So it gets me really mellowed out. <laughs> what, Wolfsbane? Yeah, yeah, I bet you're mellowed out as you're lying on the floor. Yeah, bro. Unconscious. Um, I don't remember months of my life. Yeah, but... <laughs> There's entire episodes I've got no recollection of. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That makes sense for some of the last couple of episodes that we've done. Um, so... Yeah, I've just been high off Wolfsbane for the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, it is very dumb that they just... It's almost like they're dumbing it down for a certain audience that they're pandering to. Nothing happens for half an hour. Oh, the morgue guy. The guy in the morgue. Oh, yeah. He was really funny. What? What? How? This confused me so badly. The people in the morgue... This probably made you angry as well. (laughs) The people in the morgue are shitty morgue people. They are grossed out by everything. Like... They don't want to examine bodies. Yep. They have a hard time. They're, like, vomiting, obviously, because this is such a horrific murder thing. But, like, the cops are fine with it. Yeah. Like, the cops could stomach murders better than someone who works at a fucking morgue. This joke has been made before where one person has, like, a a weak stomach and they see something and go, blah. But it's usually literally the opposite way. Yeah. Whenever that joke is made, it's like the morgue person is like calm and collected. And then you have the like rookie, rookie police officer who comes in and he's like, oh, blah. Yeah. You know, but they've done it the opposite. That doesn't, he don't, what? <laughs> His whole job is cutting up dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. What? I think the idea is that the, the, the murders are so brutal. Like he takes out intestines and. The entire uterus in in one case. Uh, it's so gross and brutal that that the people at the morgue are, are throwing up. But also, it's all of them. Yeah, yeah. And why is the police officers not affected? Just yeah. show them being like, oh, oh, this is really bad. Like Because I know everyone who worked in like police stations, because the morgue would probably be at the bottom of the police station. They'd be in the same building yeah. probably back then. Um I know the idea is that the whole law system back then was pretty bad and they didn't care and they would just get grossed out at just random stuff and then just not not investigate it. But you're right, the cops are fine. So... Yeah, yeah, which makes no sense that the cops would be more desensitised than the people who work at the morgue. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I understand literally anyone else but the morgue people... Being the only ones who are grossed out, it's just, it's a weird thing. But did you notice the boss in the morgue? Did you notice who he was played by? No. It's William Churchill from Doctor Who! What? 
yeah, as soon as she showed up, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's him. Um, yeah, he was Churchill in like the Matt Smith era, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good old Churchill. Good on him. I wrote down a note, damn, that is some raw meat. I think someone was just eating a really raw steak. Oh, it wasn't steak, though, Sandro. Oh, was that meant to be a body? Yes, clearly. Oh. Uh, you were just like, hmm, that steak looks fucking raw as hell. Look. And, like, they have lots of blood on the steak. That's the whole point. It looks extra bloody when they're eating oh. it. Oh, I just thought it was some fuck steak that no one cooked properly. <laughs> Uh, more murders. He's got a, a cab driver. It's not a cab as in a taxi. It's a it's a carriage cab. Well, yeah, he's got a, a chauffeur. A chauffeur, yeah, a sh- chauffeur driver, a cab, mm. a chauffeur person. Who 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 gives ladies on the street um, grapes to get them to come along? Uh, they'll be paid handsomely if they come uh, if they come over to this one place, uh, and then they get murdered by Jack the Ripper. Yeah, and then, yeah. Look, I've got nothing against the murder in this movie. It's the plot that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the murdering's pretty, pretty murder. Yeah, you it's, know? it's pretty murder. It's, it's your yeah, classic murder. But there's, um, it's interesting with, uh, there's a bit of a whodunit. Yes. Throughout this movie. Yes. Because it's like, is it the prince whodunit? Because cause there's this whole plot of finding out why all these people are getting murdered. Yeah, because they all know each other as well. They're all in the same friend group. All the victims are in the same friend group. Yes. So, so it's clearly they're connected for some reason. It could be uh, that, like, young physician. Didn't they say he had little emotions or something? He struggled with emotions or some shit? Yeah, it was something like that. Some red herring line that they throw in. It doesn't matter because he's just a red herring. Yeah. Um... There's like the rich governor dude. Oh, the um the commandant of the station. Yeah, there's like a commandant of the station. Yeah. Yeah, he's a red herring too, yeah. He's a he could be that. There's like this other rich dude who's part of the thing. Yeah. He's just this random character that pops on screen a bunch of times. Oh yeah, and there's this little guy played by a really fucking famous actor, uh, who's who's playing this innocent retired surgeon man who just teaches people. Ian Home. Yeah. Hello, I'm Ian Home. You might know me from The Obit. Oh, in the scene when we're introduced to Ian Home, did you notice a little cameo? A little cameo from history and also a David Lynch movie. The one, the only, the Elephant Man. What? Oh, right. Yeah, he shows up for a bit. And it's just the outfit from the Lynch movie. They didn't even try to put their own spin on how he looked. They were like, nah, we'll just copy it from David Lynch's film. Mm. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, sure. His- yeah, like, I, I, it's fucking history porn. I don't give a shit. Oh, wow. You, wow. You, you just fully, like, fuck history. No, I'm like, okay, great. Jack the Ripper was in the room with the, with the elephant man. I fucking yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's not. Why? Uh, it's all. <laughs> like, if it was something fiction, like Extraordinary League of Gentlemen, great. That's fiction. They're all fake characters, basically, pretty much. Uh, don't do it with real people. It's dumb. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's slash fiction, but real life. It's like, yeah. oh, and Jack the Ripper met the Elephant Man, <laughs> and he also travelled to Australia yeah. and met Captain Cook, 
And uh, then he went to the Americas, and then he, like, just, like, random historical characters. Yeah, I see what you mean. He was in a bar with William Shakespeare one time, and also Charles Dickens, um, but does that line up? I don't, I don't care. History. He's a, he's a famous historical horror, right? Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack the Ripper met Mary Shelley, and she was, like, writing this horror book, and he's like, oh, actually, this is how the bodies would work, you know, like, uh, yeah. and she's like, oh, thank you, this is gonna make my horror story way better. <laughs> Fucking picturing, like, Jack the Ripper stalking outside villain Diodati as she's writing Frankenstein, I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, he's about to kill her, but then he's like, oh, actually, oh. what you're writing there is really good. <laughs> I actually good read it over your shoulder, and that's pretty good. Here's some tips about, uh, Corpses, and she's like, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, her books are so realistic with the gore. She must be a killer." No, she just met Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, but I see what you mean. I see what you mean. It makes way more sense in like a fantasy. If you have a made-up character, yeah, that did not exist, you can have them meet whoever the fuck they want, yeah, because they didn't exist, like. You can have fucking uh, your vampire lady meet up with, uh, like, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Or, like, you know, Mr. Jekyll meet up with uh, Albert Einstein or some shit, you know. Albert Einstein, yeah. And he's like, have a look at all these monsters in my jars. I'm going to show them to Tom Cruise once and then nothing will come of this because the movie bombs. (laughs) Yeah, oof. That was a huge oof. That was a big swing. Anyway, um, what did you think of the scenes where Ian Holm goes to see Queen Victoria? The Queen, she was pretty good. The yeah. Queen Victoria actor was actually pretty good. We have this whole thing where she's talking to, uh, spoiler, Jack the Ripper. He was like their personal physician sort of thing. So it's, it's interesting how completely batshit insane he's shown to be. But how sane he acts around people. Yeah. It's, it's a choice they made. It felt like they tried to make him like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what it felt like. Exactly. Like he literally gets like dilated black pupils of death. And it's like, holy shit. He does actually. And it suits the actor quite well because he's yes. he's really good at doing roles like that. He's probably the best in this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, They go to the asylum. Uh, so... Depp and Mary definitely not going to die. Um, mm. They go to an asylum to visit Anne because they've they've fallen in love. Oh no! Mm. There's a forced love story between two people who might have met once <laughs> in real mm. life. Oh yeah. They go to the asylum to see Anne, but at the asylum uh, they see a painting of the prince. I can't remember what his name is, but the the prince. I'm going to say Prince Andrew. Oh no. Um. <laughs> No, Prince Albert. Prince Albert, not Prince Andrew. Albert, Albert. <laughs> it was close. You're close. Yeah, a picture of Prince Albert. And Mary's like, oh no, this is the first time I've ever laid my eyes on Prince Albert. And he looks just like the man that Anne married. Da, da, da. I think it's believable that someone has never seen, like this was before, like widespread production of- Yeah, of images. I mean, you probably got a newspaper. It, there could have been a picture of him on the paper, but would she have paid much attention to it, right? They might have figured it out eventually. 
they might have saw in a newspaper thing about, oh, he's died of syphilis or whatever, and they look and they go, <gasps> you know, which is why they probably need to die uh, to protect the prince and his image, and not the prince, because he's going to die, but just the royal family, because fuck the poor. This is the plot of the movie. Here we go. It's time to lay down some exposition. Prince Albert, pretending to be someone else, yeah. went and married Anne, had a kid. Twist, Prince Albert, dying of syphilis. No cure yet. Mm. He a dead boy. Because he's married, Anne uh, is going to become an heiress. Yes. And so the Queen's like, oh, bloody fuck, mate. Gotta fucking have them killed. Yeah. And everyone else who was at the wedding, which just happens to be all the friends. And that's why Jack the Ripper is only targeting these people. Yes. Which is silly, but also a good plot for a movie. <laughs> yes. And it leads Johnny Depp to suspect the people who are involved with that. Mainly, first, the prince, but of course he has syphilis, so he can't do anything, and he also doesn't know anything about the body, which is pointed out to him by Jack the Ripper, yeah. which is rather amusing. Yeah. <laughs> I liked when Jack the Ripper was like, oh, you're describing he had many instruments, much like this bag that I have right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was very funny, because I'm like, is the movie... Is it really starting us off, showing us the main bad guy and doing this? Because that was a very blatant scene. It's like, hmm, the, the man who was Jack the Ripper must have been an educated surgeon of high esteem, who is rich, who had known many tools, who could identify this knife that I've just drawn. Yes. And used a toolbox, much like the one you have here. This one like, right here. Like, the movie was not subtle. No, it wasn't. And then it had the audacity to throw red herrings at us for the next half hour after that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, great. And I was like, did the movie do that? I'm not sure. And then it's like, oh, there's some red herrings. Oh, okay. I thought that might have been a too obvious red herring. And I was like, oh, the movie's trying to make me think that this guy is the killer. Yeah. No, it was the killer. It was just very unsubtle about it. Uh, so, yeah, Johnny Depp, he's like, this is what's happening. I know the truth. Uh, the, the, the Freemasons are in on it, too. And he's telling Hagrid. He's like, Hagrid, oh, no, where the... What are the, the things called that Harry Potter has to collect? The Horcruxes. Oh, no, where the Horcruxes are, Hagrid. One of the Horcruxes is Jack the Ripper. And Hagrid's like, you're turning into Orfello. Everything's everything's so suspicious to you. Oh, yeah. When he, when he said that, I was like, oh, no, not Orfello. Don't mention that one. We're going to have to mention it on the podcast. <laughs> yep. Ah. Yeah. He keeps quoting Shakespeare, too, which was kind of funny because it's like, at one point, he's like, once more into the breach, men, once more. And all the policemen are like, what? <laughs> that was pretty good. Once more into the breach and all the, the, the policemen are sat around and he's like, fucking dismissed. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So he he goes to visit Jack the Ripper. He's like, I know who the Ripper is. I'm just going to fucking visit him. Just going to pay him a visit. Yeah. And he's like, hey, here's all this evidence. And um, oh, yeah, it's you for sure. <laughs> yep. And then uh, good old Jack the Ripper's like, oh, yeah, uh, now my eyes are demonic. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he just, it's like a click, demonic eyes, you were right. 
No, he just he just he turns around for five seconds and he like puts in his contact lenses yes. and he turns back around. Demon eyes. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh yeah, uh, I'm serving God's will. Gotta chop them chop them bods up. Chop them up, chop them up. And Jack Sparrow's like, nah, I'm gonna shoot you before you get my potential wife. Kabang. <laughs> and he goes to shoot Jack the Ripper, and but then he's clubbed on the back of the head. Yeah, he's put inside a carriage. Mm. And it's time for carriage fight! Carriage fight! Oh, I love it in serious, dark horror movies about history. I love when there's just an action movie fight in the carriage. Yep. Where some guy is hanging out of the carriage and Johnny Depp's pushing his head into the wheel of the carriage and his face is getting all torn up. That was amazing. In a better movie, that would have been a a highlight, hilarious sequence that I would have uh, chuckled and and clapped at. Yeah. Um, In this high-tension drama, it was out of place. Yeah, in the in, like it's the crescendo of the film, so they added a bit of action for Bravo. Uh, meanwhile, while he's doing that, we see Jack the Ripper go to the love interest of the main character. Oh no, not our love interest! I'm sure she's going to die. Not Mary, uh, the, the 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 specifically cast to be more attractive than every other cast member, so that you like her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, although there was the sexy French girl. Ooh la la. Um, that the other uh, lesbian girl liked. Yes. Ooh la la, Frenchie. I'm going to uh, steal your money and uh, buy groceries. Oh yeah, yeah. She was she was kind of a dick, um, <laughs> kind of yeah. <laughs> which I guess was the idea was to make you not like her because what's about to happen to her is not great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I still feel pretty bad when uh, yeah, Jack the Ripper he does a bit of ripping as he uh, kind of like flays her. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Oh, and we see uh, like him extract a heart. Yeah, yeah. He takes a heart out and then throws it into like a. Furnace. Fire. The fire thing, yeah. Yeah, that turns into a furnace in his imagination because you see he's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, this is when he just goes nuts, though. Yeah, yeah. We see finally from his perspective what's happening. And, like, in his mind, he's giving a lecture on the human heart. Yep. And the anatomy while he's chopping up a, you know, living person. Yep. That's pretty messed up. Kind of wish we saw more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool because you see him cutting to his like imaginary surgery table where everyone's oh bravo yes oh, well done you're such a respected gentleman well done you're so good and then you cut to fucking uh, Smeagol over here being like ah yes I have the heart yes yeah, exactly yeah and then I toss it into the fire the fire erupts and it's like oh oh wait no I'm back in the uh, Back in the surgery room, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, good extraction of the heart of that living subject. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quite. So, you're so great. Yeah. In fact, we're going to honour you to the highest level of the Masons, because you're so cool. Oh, so cool. You're going to meet Beelzebub, and you're going to kiss his feet, and he'll, he's going to be like, yes, you're a demon now, and you're going to be tempted to do a demon. Yes. yes. In fact, you're so cool. You're you're even cooler than my dad. You're my new dad now. <laughs> you're That's my new dad now. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, oh, man, this is the best. I'm so cool. And he walks out on that high. He leaves the place with that high. Uh, the police come on in and they're like, oh, well, he got to the final victim. Good news is, is there's none other, that there's no other ones left. So, uh, Jack the Ripper, goodbye. See ya. Yep. 
that's how serial killers work. They kill all the people that they were just told to kill um, that we know of, and uh, then they just stop. They never kill anybody again. Yeah, well, it's because all the characters in this movie have read the non-fiction novels. Oh, Jack the Ripper, and they're like, ah, he stops here. This is the last one. This is the last one, yeah. All right, everybody, pack up. He's done here. <laughs> all right, we, we failed. We didn't get him this time. Maybe next universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, pack it all up. Yep. Don't need to worry about this case anymore. But Johnny Depp, he goes in and he's like, oh, this is so sad. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. Wait, her hair was. Oh, and what a great twist it was. I could not have seen that coming. In fact, this made the movie so much better because of how great a twist this was, Sandro. Wouldn't you agree? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Look, the ending of Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like the Sharon Tate murders, right? F- with Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. The, the ending of that... I haven't seen that one. Oh, well, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you're about to spoil that one? Alternate history happens, right? Uh, it's the same yep. as, like, how Hitler's murdered in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, right, it's yeah. It's like alternate history, right? That's fine, that's fine. But don't do it like this. What the fuck? are you doing? Mm, yeah. Just awful. Because they're like, someone else got murdered, and this person actually secretly lived. She lived, uh, and she adopts Anne's kid, and they go off and live in Scotland, I guess, somewhere, someplace. Might be slightly disrespectful to the people who were related to that person, are you saying? Yes. To dismiss their death as a hoax? I think it's dumb. I think it's silly. And I think it's a bit rude and a bit stinky. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) savage. But uh, also, of course, this movie was going to do that. You cast her... Like, yeah. yeah, she's a likable character. Of course, they're going to ma- can't, make it You can't live. murder the character off. Yeah. Hey, but did you like how Johnny Depp was like, mm, I could go fuck her, but then they would go and kill her. Yeah, all the Freemasons are following me. So Yeah, so I can't go bang her, so I guess I'm just going to kill myself. That's what he does. Yep. He he overdoses on opium and dies. Uh, no, no, he overdoses on poison TM. Oh, poison TM. Yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he died from an overdose, the uh, original guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making a poison joke because, you know, vial of poison. Anyway, he's dead. And then Queen Elizabeth is like, lol, that was a mess. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> Uh, Man, that's fucking over. <laughs> that uh, that guy that we got to murder all those people that no one cares about. Let's just lobotomize him. So they lobotomize Ian Holm and they chuck him in a cell, and that's the end of the movie. Which is ironic because he he dies of the surgery, much much like he killed people with the surgery. Bit of a bit of a thinker, this one, Sandra. Bit of a, bit a, of a thinker. Thinker. Yes. But yeah, I think in real life, if the person died of an overdose, it wasn't suicide. It was more, you know, drug addict. Just being a complete addict. Yeah, for his character. And also, I don't think William Gull was ever put in hospital and lobotomized. So, like, obviously this theory is fake if your movie ends well, with... Well, Sandra, that's what they want you to think, Sandra, because actually history was erased. They actually did this in real life, but you don't know it because they actually erased the history and changed the history. So that's what you think, but it's actually untrue. I mean, the Freemasons probably did. Everyone, every secret society... The Catholics did. Every secret society back then changed history, but... Oh, uh, right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And not to this extent, not to cover up the Queen hiring Jack the Ripper to kill off some women. Mm, no, I think you're wrong. I think every conspiracy theory out there is correct. It's all correct? Yep, especially the moon landing. Okay. Um, and Flat Earth. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were onto something, but now I realise you're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We, there's Flat Earthers all around the globe. <laughs> there's Jack the Rippers all around the globe. Isn't there an ending? There's some, like, horror movie that ends with that. It's like the killer dies, and then they're like, oh, my God. There's so many more of them out there. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. That would be so funny if this movie ends with- And um, it's like showing like, oh, Jack the Ripper, he had so many, uh, oh, oh, it could do, uh, he had so many Freemason students that are also oh, going God. out there as amateur surgeons. <laughs> They're all surgeons. It's like all the kids that he employed and taught yeah. um, in, the, in the medical wing. Also all fucking serial killers. And so you cut to one of them and he's like, oh yes, I'm ready to do some surgery. And he holds up the blade in front of his face and it like zooms in. Ooh, yeah. And then and then it cuts to black and you hear a scream. Ah! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that that the sequel's called From Hell Again. From a Hellier. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I, I would call it Back From Hell. Oh, I like that Back From Hell actually. Or Back to Hell, because it's the sequel. Or Back to Hell, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, the movie ends with, like, a grunge rock track, which was out of place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. That was funny. Uh, it's an oldie, or is it gore, or is it worse, or is it better? What did, what? I think it's a gory. Ha ha! Because it was slightly gory. No. Um, no, I, no, no, that's a bit silly. because the movie was a fucking mess. Lol. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> that's a pun. Nah, uh, it's pretty much an oldie for me. I, again, I was pretty indifferent, so, like, this is a classic oldie, chuck an oldie on it. You were pretty bad, I hear. <laughs> I ran down indifferent oldie for you, and then I'm so fucking mad oldie for me. <laughs> <laughs> and a total gory, because the movie was a fucking mess. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The Ancient and Esoteric Order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.
All right, let's come up with a sequel to From Hell, a movie where everyone died. Uh, it's going to be a crossover with another movie. It's just, we're just probably putting Jack the Ripper in another movie. Yeah, I was about this. to yeah. say, yeah, this is pretty easy. We just put on Jack the Ripper to murder everyone <laughs> in the cast of the movie. All right, it's going to give me a number of an episode. Uh, episode number 40. Ooh, that's quite early. Crossover between a movie we did on that episode and this one. Number 40 is a Sylvester Stallone's movie. The Specialist. Oh, The Specialist. That's the one with the sexy phone call with Sharon Stone. Oh, yes. We can get them all fucking murdered. Hell yeah. yeah. So, oh, The Specialist. Like, he was like a bounty hunter, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he is tasked with uh, capturing Jack the Ripper, who's somehow traveled through time. It's Jason X rules. He's been frozen. Oh, yeah. So someone froze Jack the Ripper and oh no he's out and about in the 90s oh no he's been unfrozen in the 90s yeah yeah they do a thing where they purposely revive Jack the Ripper the uh head of state in England the monarchy revive their sleeper agents to go out and do some murder but he goes rogue oh no they have to get Sylvester Stallone to go and go and capture Jack the Ripper but Jack the Ripper cunning boy cunning boy he learns like, at first, uh, it looks like Jason Statham's got him, but then uh, Jack the Ripper slowly learns how to use technology in modern times. Yeah, he sees an explosion. Like, Stallone's going after him, because, like, at that point, Jack the Ripper's, he's just knifing up people on the street in the yeah. shadows, you know? The cops kind of know he's there, so Stallone's following them. He sees Jack the Ripper. He lets off an explosion, because I'm pretty sure the specialist was all about explosives. Yeah, that, yeah. That was his specialty. He lets off an explosion, and Jack the Ripper's like, oh, I see. The game has changed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what the name of the movie is? The Specialist. Game Changer. Um. <laughs> I hate that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Specialist from Hell. Ooh. The Specialist from Hell, Game Changer. That's pretty good. Um, And then, uh, so Jack the Ripper's... Uh, but uh, Stallone has to get Jack the Ripper alive at first. Mm. Because they want, you know, Jack the Ripper as part of the, you know, estate's property sort of thing. So he's told to bring him back alive. And so he can't, like, kill him at first. Yeah. But then Jack the Ripper, like, starts killing everyone. He kills uh, the love interest from the specialist movie. Oh, no, Sharon Stone's dead, but she was recast, so you don't care. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Stallone's like, nah, that's it. I'm not fucking holding back. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Oh my God. And then, and then the secret agents he's working for from the queen are like, nah, you're trying to kill him. We got to stop you. Oh, the Royal Army roll on out or the Freemasons. They're the Freemasons. Do they, they know ancient magic? Do, do, do the Freemasons know ancient magic? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because yeah. you're really excited about it. Um, Stallone's going up against people with ancient magic. <laughs> They, like, use magic powers to suppress his explosions, and he's like, fuck. Or to save Jack the Ripper, they they use their magic powers to stop the explosion. And and so, then Stallone, he's got to just get a knife. Mm, he has to go old school. He's got to go old school. And so then Jack the Ripper's got the explosions, but Stallone, he's just being real sneaky in the shadows with a trench coat and a big knife. Yep, yep. <laughs> At the end, they're uh, 
uh, confronting and, uh, yeah, Jack the Ripper's like, yeah, but you forgot, uh, you know, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm Jack the Ripper, bitch. And <laughs> oh, then, no. And then, like, presses a button and there's a big explosion. Oh, dear. And it kills both of them. The specialist from hell. Who plays Jack the Ripper? Is it Ian Holmes still? Uh, no, he's definitely getting recast. Yeah. So it's Sylvester Stallone, by the way. Actually, no, I think Stallone might actually- Stallone would still do it. Oh, but he would have to survive at the end. So I think Stallone survives because- Oh, Stallone uses magic at the end to survive the explosion. He uses Templar magic. He, like, pulls out their book and he's like, uh, to, like, the burning corpse of Jack the Ripper, he's like, I can adapt too. But, 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 oh no. Oh shit. Now that he's been brought into the world of ancient magic- Sylvester Stallone comes across a man who's turning into a wolf <laughs> and doing wolf murders. Uh-huh. And it's the wolf man versus the specialist. Oh, but the specialist now uses explosion and magic. And magic. He's a pretty far. Oh, and the creature from the Black Lagoon and Dracula. It's the monster squad to show up. And they're oh. like, hey, we're the monster squad. And then Sylvester Stallone, he's going to join the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Sean Connery. Oh, God. All right. We're done. We're done with the sequel. We're finished. And then they all meet the elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they all meet the elephant man. He's there. Yay! It's in the film. It's a depressed man. It's a depressed disabled man, the elephant man. Yay! Why? Crossover between a guy who was just sad his whole life. <laughs> Yay. Why is this in this film? Oh, it just makes them all really sad. All the league are like, oh, we're really sad now, and they'll go home. <laughs> yeah. And then they all die in an explosion. Yay! Alright. Alright, let's fucking end it. <laughs> it's time for river, 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 raving reviews. Oh, it's a part of the show where I go to Rotten Tomatoes mm. to get the real criticism, the real reviews from not the critics, because obviously they're wrong. We get it from the audience. And so I'm going to tell you their review. Just scream them at me. <laughs> I, I refuse. <laughs> Good. Then- <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, we are on an audio platform, Sancho. I need to restrain myself. Um, and then uh, you uh, got to guess the score. All right. That's how it works. And you came up with a review, and I've got to guess which review you also came up with. Correct. Uh, and uh, by uh, w- the Jack the Ripper review, I've got to guess which one of these is the Ripper. Because <laughs> that, that review you wrote is going around murder and all the other reviewers. Ooh, shit. That's right. You better That's be right. careful which one you guess then, because if you don't, ever, all the other reviews are getting murdered. Oh, aside from the one who actually died, she's okay, because she was swapped with someone who oh, didn't right, ever yes. existed. Yikes. Arif says, just enough gothic mystique and atmosphere to keep you engaged. Engaged in boredom. Oh, uh, it's pretty positive. Probably through just enough to keep you engaged, which makes me think, yeah, they were engaged, but not enraged with love of the film. So I'm going to say 3.5. Ah, you were right, though. You were right, though. So your statement can't be wrong, even though it sounded like gobbledygook. <laughs> you were right. Yay. That's a point for you. That's, That's how science works. It's all correct, uh, <laughs> but it sounds like gobbledygook. This, uh, this review is pretty good, because I, uh, I know what voice I have to do for it. <clears throat> no. 
Oh, you're a detective, Jack Sparrow, and a thumping good one. A thumping good one. Too bad the movie isn't. Oh, he likes uh, Jack Sparrow being a good detective, but doesn't like the movie, which means this has got to be a two out of five. Lock it in. Oh, very close. It's a 2.5. Ah. I didn't say their name. It was from Wes. Wes. Yeah, Wes would say that. We have Garin. I feel like the plot twist ruined the movie. Still, the slasher parts are pretty good. Like the five minutes of slashing in this movie was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it was actually. <laughs> it was. Yeah, 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 you can't disagree with that. Which plot twist? The fact that Mary lived or who the killer was? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might be talking about that. I thought he meant like the whole like red herring parts of the movie. Yeah. Like the whole movie. I thought that was pretty bad. But then you saying that actually, yeah, he's probably just talking about the whole, oh, the girl didn't actually die. Not who the uh, Ripper was, yeah. I don't know. That's mm, It's positive-ish, though, so maybe a three. It is a three. Oh. It's a three out of five. That's another point for you. Oh, hot daddies. <laughs> oh, I hated that. Nair says, I'm doing a shorter version of this film with Depp in mind. Shorter? Wait, you're doing a... Ver- Wait, you're making your own version of this movie? <laughs> Uh, apparently. Is this like when the Star Wars fans got angry at The Last Jedi, so they went and tried to raise money to make their own? Yeah, <laughs> yep. episode eight. I'm sure that's it. Uh, Nair says, I'm doing a shorter version of this film with Depp in mind. Uh, that's going to be negative. 2.5. That's a 5 out of 5, very clearly. They love this film so much that they're going to make their own version of the film with Depp. Depp in mind. But no, the fact that they said a shorter film makes me think that they didn't like it. Yeah, because they're they're an amateur filmmaker, Sandro. They're not going to make a long one. They're on fucking Rotten Tomatoes as a user reviewer. They're not not a professional filmmaker. Speaking of, uh, Colin says, I guess the only part of this that I remember and liked is that Johnny Depp is a detective who partakes in opium. I just, these aren't really opinions. <laughs> but I don't know why I'm surprised. It's been like this all year. Uh, yeah, well, he says, I guess the only part I remember. So that's probably not particularly positive if he can't remember the rest of the film, right? You were trying to make me think it's not positive, which means it's a three out of five. It is a three yes. out of five. Well done, sir. You saw you saw through my ruse, uh, of course. Uh, yes, indeed. And I was trying to give you hints because it was a shitty review. <laughs> All right. And finally, we have uh, Kayla, who has the best review. Yep. And remember when you said at the, the start to scream out the reviews while well, you oh, get no. your All time fave movie. Now I just need to own it on DVD, Ellen. MFAO. <laughs> when was this posted? Love this fucking movie to the grave and back. If you love this movie so much, get it on Blu-ray or 4K, not DVD. What the fuck are you doing? That's <laughs> uh, five out of five, obviously. Yeah, it's five out of five. Well done, well done. Uh, four points, not too bad. Which one was yours? Your one... Ah, oh, your one's the one about Johnny Depp doing opium. Mm, ah, it's not. It was actually the first... Ah, uh, the second one, sorry, by Wes. Oh, you're a detective, Jack Sparrow. Uh, and a thumping good one. I would never forget Hagrid's name, Sandro. Right. I was just pretending at the start of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, that was a red herring. That was a red herring, you fool. Oh, no, and now all the raving reviewers are going to die because I didn't pick the right Jack the Ripper. 
Anyway, that's the episode. Wham, bam, thank you, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, God. Zetus Lapidus. That's the episode, though. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, if you like the show, we're at OldieBuddyGoodyPod on Instagram and Twitter and emails at gmail.com. If you want to come say hi, let us know your thoughts on how we're wrong about this movie, uh, if you want. Uh, granted, Zach is indifferent, and I will just yell at you, so... <laughs> yeah. I'll probably yell at you too, just to, just for the fun of it. Um, if you want to help us out, uh, it's pretty easy too. We love everyone who reviews us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and any other podcast app that allows reviews. Anyone who comments on YouTube, anyone who comments on Instagram, subscribe to Patreon. Uh, we also want to give thanks to Josh Cake. Thank you, Josh Cake, for our theme song. Good on him. And also thanks to That's Not Canon Productions. They're pretty cool. Yeah, good podcast. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, the, the episode on Patreon. The others is out on Wednesday. Uh, the movies. I've got to pick one for episode one hundred and ninety nine. This is a big choice. Yes, coming up. This is the spooky month. So, your choices for this very spooky occasion are Ahsoka <gasps> and not Star Wars oh. related. I'm pretty sure because it's an epic historical drama musical. From India. Oh, okay. It's about the life of the Emperor Ahsoka, who ruled most of East Asia. Is it Bollywood? Yeah, it's Bollywood. We haven't done Bollywood. We haven't had many Bollywood options anyway. A Chronicle of Corpses. Comic art house film about what it would be like to witness a series of <gasps> murders Ooh. in a house Ooh. through a telescope. Oh, is the whole movie filmed through a telescope? I don't know. That sounds like what it's saying. I need to look it up. The next film, though, excites me a lot. Okay. It's called Bones. Oh, that is horrifying. Oh, it's very spooky as Snoop Dogg (laughs) plays a murdered guy that rises from the grave to get revenge. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's winning so far. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Well, had a ho, I'm dead, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that. No, thanks, thanks. Uh, that was your best accent <laughs> this whole fucking podcast. I don't think Snoop says hidey ho, but anyway. <laughs> no, no, but uh, he would in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Donnie Darko. Oh, no. Yeah. A teenager learns that the world will end in 28 days from a guy in a rabbit costume. Yep. And he commits a bunch of crimes. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it on TV. I saw, like, I don't, I don't know if I finished it, but I saw it on TV and I hated it. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Uh, we have K-Pax. Yep. Kevin Spacey. I uh, just skip it. Nah, fucking skip that one. Really <laughs> thinks he's an alien, but he's a psycho. Yep. Yeah. It's Kevin Spacey. Yikes. On the line. A guy meets a woman on a train, but forgets to ask for her number. So he starts a marketing-style campaign to try and find her. That, that, that's cute. I like that. That's a fun rom-com idea. I fucking hate that. Should have just got your number, you lonely prick. Oh, you you fucking didn't get a number. Oh, you're living your life with regret. Go fucking find someone else then. Why stun the whole fucking... That's funny. That's like you, you see someone on the train and you imagine a life together with them. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I should have got their number. Let me start a marketing campaign to find this one fucking person. Person. That's a funny. That, that's a funny movie idea. Fuck you. Fuck you. I hate. No. Fun. Fuck you. It's I funny. Hate enjoyment. No. It's I hate cute. romance. And I hate 
Uh, no, that sounds fun. Oh, it's got 19, 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Never ah. mind. Uh, <laughs> Take that, Sandra. I was correct the whole time. <laughs> that was dumb. I go back to my original opinion. 13 ghosts. A widower inherits a house of his ghost hunter uncle. Spoiler! It's a little haunted! Wow, that's very excited. I really like ghosts. Um, Yeah, okay. Is that all the options? Yep. Well, I feel like I should pick 13 Ghosts because I've heard of it and it's a horror film. And also, like, our big, like, Halloween episode is episode 200, so I'd, maybe I don't want to pick something too scary. Uh, you know, we, we can kind of save the really scary, ghostly movies for episode 200. Um, this does look like it could be fun, though. Ha- have you seen Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko? Nope. It's not, it's, not, it's not horror. It's, like, sci-fi thriller. So I would kind of be breaking our horror month. It's got some horrifying stuff in it, because it's a man in a rabbit costume and he's very spooky. Mm. But I do kind of want to talk. It could, it could be really fun to talk about Donnie Darko. Ah, oh, but what about what about Bones, though? What do you think of Bones? <laughs> Snoop Dogg plays a murder guy that rises from the grave to get revenge. I don't think... Uh, look, it's probably going to be not very good. Oh, he looks so fucking cool in this, though. I love his fucking, dre- like, dreads and hat. Oh, that looks... Oh, his makeup looks bad. Oh, that... Oh, this looks... I might watch this film anyway. <laughs> You're just going to watch it? Unless I get bored of it, and then I'll stop, but that looks very great. All right. I mean, like, if you want to just watch Bones, great. I don't think I will have too much to say about it. I will have a lot to say about Donnie Darko. So you know what? <laughs> I'm picking Donnie Darko. <laughs> I will say that uh, Thirteen Ghosts does look pretty funny. I'll put it on the on the bonus episode list for uh... absolutely. I I think so. All right. Next week, Donnie Darko. It's time to get out and sell on. Um, mm. <laughs> that's almost not a sentence. Oh, uh, and we still need to come up with an idea for our 200th episode, Sandro. It's coming up after that one. It's coming up after that. I, I guess we see what the options are next week and just decide something. Yeah, we'll pick one of those. We'll pick one of maybe those. Maybe we can do like a whole bunch. Like m- maybe we could do Bones, 13 Ghosts, uh, a bunch of other horror movies. Yeah, let's do like a lot of horror movies, like a group of them. That'd be good. Yeah, a group of horror films would be really good for episode 200, actually. Big spooky times. Big spooky times. All right, but next week, Donnie Darko. But before it gets really spooky, mm-hmm. we're going to get kind of spooky with Donnie Darko. Next week, let's wrap it up with the best quote from From Hell. <laughs> from From Hell. Yep. Uh, I was like, that's not a sentence. And then I'm like, wait, no, that is the sentence because the movie title is because From Hell. Yeah. I hate everything. What's your favorite quote from uh, from, from Hell? Uh, my favorite quote is, Ah, thus precious, gives us the Horcrux, Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, the Horcrux. Give us the hearts of Johnny Depp's, the last Horcruxes. Then Smeagol shall be immortal. 
My favourite quote is, the heart, the human heart is a dense and powerful muscle, much like the organic equivalent of mahogany, and notoriously <laughs> difficult to burn, my laddie. It's about two sizes of a fist, governor, uh, two ventricle, four valves, offensive uh, f- single palm power in a die. I can't be fucked reading the rest of the story no, out, no, no, actually. keep going, keep going, keep going. It was the most unintimidating <laughs> evil guy speech I've ever heard. It's you know. effective as Single pump, laddie. <laughs> Apparently, in a double circuit, uh, in the adult, the heart rate averages between seventy to a hundred beats per minute. Wow! Such a such is the force of the heartbeat that in the body's largest artery, the aorta, is severed. A six-foot jet of blood is released, governor. <laughs> All right, can I stop the accent now? Uh, no, you're going to keep that accent on until the next episode. Oh, mate, I just want to get rid of my accent. I'm James Station. I've been out here. I've been <laughs> oh, doing no, my James acting. James Station. I knew he would come back. <laughs> Fuck. End the episode. Kill him. Oh, no, I've been attacked by Jack the Ripper. I have, I have. I'm going to stab that cunt. <laughs> Kill him here. <laughs>